Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear. And before we start... You probably noticed by the intro, my better half is not available for the podcast. She is planning her big event, Marana Founders Day. If you're in Marana tomorrow, even if you're not, go stop by and uh, and say hi. She's the queen of Marana, so go give her your support. You know, Arizona doesn't play tomorrow. No excuses. Go say hi to my wife. Anyway, with that being said, uh, I, with my gorgeous voice, We'll be discussing Arizona's opening round 87-70 to win over Wright State. Before we get started, uh, I, you know, I, I figured I should kind of delve into my mentality this time of year. I don't, I, I, I don't want to say I don't like analyzing wins, but I feel like in the NCAA tournament, there's not really a pattern. You can't take a look at one game and apply it to the next game. To me, it all feels separate. So, like, the fact that Arizona turned the ball over 19 times against Wright State obviously isn't great. It also, to me, has it leaves no indication that Arizona's going to turn the ball over 19 times against TCU. It's a different type of game uh, completely. So, to me, like, while I analyze, obviously, the game... And that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, it just, it's its different. And not only that, but like I see on Twitter, some people on the message board saying, oh, Arizona didn't play well. It's irrelevant to me. Uh, I don't care how Arizona plays. I care that Arizona wins. It is a win or go home type of situation. I guarantee you that coaches throughout the country aren't bummed if they only won by one. Like, I guarantee you Brad Underwood isn't sitting saying, oh, gosh, darn it, you know, we only won by... No, you win, you advance, you move on to your next opponent. The right state game is over. Arizona's probably not even discussing the right state game anymore. They've moved on to TCU tonight. Uh, there are multiple coaches watching TCU. They're going to cut up the video, wake up, and start game planning and all that if they haven't already. So I'm not one to kind of harp on, you know, this guy didn't do this well. This guy didn't do this well. Yeah, they have to play better and all that. But the to me, there's no bearing on this performance moving forward. TCU is a completely different team. And we'll get into the TCU preview. But, like, for instance, um, TCU's big doesn't spread the floor. Uh, TCU's offense looks nothing like Wright State's offense. Wright State shot 25 threes. TCU will not shoot 25 threes. Wright State only turned the ball over six times. Um, TCU will turn the ball over more than six times. And I'm not saying that Wright State's offense is better than TCU's, although uh, I believe it's actually kind of close on Ken Palm. Um, but what I'm saying is it's just different. Like, Wright State's different in every way than TCU. And I'm actually looking that up now because I'm curious. But Wright State is 109 offensively, and TCU 
is 73. So yeah, there's a difference, but it's not like it's a sparkling, you know, TCU's offense is gorgeous, but Wright State is is very different. It's just a different type of offense. They get to the line at a high rate, etc. So with that being said, let's kind of start from the beginning. Um, The other night when Kentucky lost to St. Peter's, which is still funny, um, (laughs) uh, Calipari said that he was basically begging the players to shoot, and they were all tight, and they were scared to make mistakes. And when you play basketball like that, uh, you're probably going to lose. You can't play like that. You have to be free. You have to play your normal self as if it is a regular season game. Um, and Kentucky lost because St. Peter's just, you know, didn't give a shit and uh, was was playing the spoiler. If they lose, they lose. And if they win, it's a huge upset. And Kentucky was playing as if if we lose, it's a huge upset and we failed and all that. And you could tell. So that was the concern with Arizona. I didn't see a lot of that with Arizona. I thought they were pretty free. I think that, if anything, there were times when they pushed too hard and tried too hard. Um, Justin Kyer, I think, was pretty guilty of that early on, and Tommy Lloyd pointed it out after the game. I think he was trying to push a little bit too much. There were a couple times where Dale and Terry, because they wanted so badly to get in transition, and Wright State kind of was like, okay, like go for it. And they, they kind of turned the ball over um, a bit too much. Uh, what Wright State was doing was they basically did an offensive rebound. Um, they finished with seven, but they weren't really trying to offensive rebound. They were getting back in transition to stop fast break. Uh, I expect every tournament opponent to kind of do the same or at least something similar. And then what Wright State did is they completely sagged off the perimeter. They said, if you're going to beat us with threes, go for it. Uh, did not guard Julius Tabellis anywhere near the three-point line. Um, but Tubelis did a great job of recognizing that and saying, I'm not just going to sit here and chuck three after three. He only attempted one of them. Uh, could have probably had 10 open attempts, but didn't really take them. So you look at basically Wright State strategy, and I actually kind of agree with their head coach, Scott Nagy, who said that he felt that they had the right strategy, which is make Arizona beat you with jumpers, um, threes, etc., pack the paint, and kind of go from there. The problem is that Arizona won 11 of 20 from three. Believe it or not, I believe that ties a tournament record for Arizona. I thought it would be more, but it's not. Um, And Arizona becomes very hard to beat when they're hitting threes like that. And the thing is, they also went 22 of 40 uh, from two. And so it didn't work because Arizona made difficult shots. Uh, Wright State does not foul at all. Um, They're a really good team in terms of fouling or not fouling, and then getting to the line themselves. Arizona only went to the free throw line once in the first half, which is pretty crazy when you think about it with how Arizona uh, plays, the height differential and all that. Um, Going into the game, there were a couple factors. Uh, You know, the first one was uh, Tanner Holden. Holden is by far their best player, gets to the line at a really high rate, and I said that I was super interested in seeing Dale and Terry versus Holden. Uh, Terry dominated that matchup. It is the first time that Holden has been completely outplayed all season, literally all season. Holden finished with 12 points, but it took him 11 shots to get it. Dale and Terry had 16 points, 7 boards, 4 assists, and only turned the ball over twice. He continues to up his stock. I mean, he is quietly one of the best players in the country right now with how he plays. He, he is, you know, right there with anyone on Arizona in terms of value and uh, played another fantastic game. But... Wright State is a team where, you know, we wonder, hey, if Holden doesn't play well, can they win? And the answer is no, not really. Now, 
to give them credit, uh, Finky was 6 of 14. Not usually a guy that, that takes 14 shots, but he had 15 points. But he's another guy. And when you're shooting 14 times and only scoring 15 points, it's an issue. Like, you don't want to take 14 shots to score 15 points. Um, and then the other one was Trey Calvin, who looked like he was just on fire uh, in the first half. Uh, looking it up, in the first half, uh, Calvin was 5 for 11 with 14 points. In the second half, he had two points and was one of eight. So Arizona kind of took that away uh, a little bit. And what happened was that Grant Basile, who I like, um, very impressed. Uh, 21 points, shot nine threes, made three of them, plays his butt off, blocked three shots, plays really well. But this is what, and I don't want to get too much into TCU, but uh, this is what I'm talking about. Like his nine threes. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast tcu may not shoot nine threes the entire game and if they do it definitely won't come from a big and so when you have a big shooting threes it, it stretches it out and it changes a lot of things and there's not a lot of true centers that'll shoot threes like Wright state did uh, it's a very unique type of offense, but, um, you know, he had nine attempts, Finky had eight, uh, Calvin had four, Holden doesn't shoot threes, but they shot 25 threes and only made nine of them, which you can live with. So, you know, overall, again, like Arizona had a plan against Wright State and didn't really change anything. It felt like Arizona played Wright, straight, Wright State straight up. I don't think it'll play TCU straight up. Again, I'm getting into TCU. I have a feeling it'll sag off and clog the lane and make one of the worst two-point shooting teams in the country make difficult shots. And if TCU, similar to last game against Colorado, where they kind of sagged off, and if TCU's going to go ahead and make 16 threes, which they won't, cool, go for it, but you're not scoring inside. Uh, I think it'll be similar to that. But um, when you take a look at Arizona and what they were able to do statistically, to me, the guy that stood out, uh, was clearly Christian Coloco. And I, I know I mentioned Dale and Terry, but Christian Coloco did something tonight that hasn't been done in 25 years, which is 17 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 blocks, and shot 70%. The last dude to do that was a Donald Foyle. Uh, his performance, like, there is absolutely nothing that Wright State had for Christian Coloco. 
Uh, he showed why he is one of the best big men in the tournament. He had six assists, which is almost unheard of for him. But um, Arizona finished with uh, with 21 assists on 33 made baskets, which, again, is just uh, ridiculous. Leads the nation um, in assists per game. And so what he did is, with the assists is um, a lot of times Wright State couldn't handle him inside. He found the open man. They hit the three. Dalen, two for two. Kyer, two for two. Pella, three for four. Um, you know, ben shot, I, I thought Ben shot too many threes, but four for ten, which isn't awful. Forty percent is fine. Um, you'd like for him to shoot more, uh, but he was three for eight inside. And speaking of Ben, you know, he struggled. He really did uh, in the first half. In the second half, he was um, he was fine. He was ten points, four for eight shooting, uh, got a rebound. You like to see them stats a little better, but they also shot 51%, so it's hard. Um, but in the first half, he was 3 of 10, 8 points, and just not playing well, like kind of pressing. And I uh, heard Tommy Lloyd say, uh, you know, tell, tell him guys to calm down. That, you know, eventually you just you kind of got to calm down and, uh, and, and realize it's, at the end of the day, is it a normal game? No, but you have to approach it like it is. And Ben finished with 18 points, uh, which is fine. Uh, Coloco, we talked about. Pella Larson, I thought was great. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Again, another guy, though. And, you know, might as well talk as a whole because I, I keep saying another guy. But Arizona turned the ball over way too much. And for me, I don't give Wright State a ton of credit. I don't think Wright State did anything to force Arizona into turning the ball over too much. Um, I think basically what happened was that Arizona was pressing, like I mentioned, and trying too hard to make the perfect pass, the perfect play. And then what happened is they started pressing and Wright State kind of cut the lead to seven or eight. And then they're like, okay, we got to go faster. We got to go faster. And um, they don't have to go faster. Like, they got to realize it. And I'm saying this because they turned the ball over too much, but their points per possession was still 1.2 and all that. Um, and Wright State is still a good offensive team, like I mentioned. So the turnovers are an issue. Um, but they've been an issue all season, and Arizona's beat in teams. Uh, the, the level of play is obviously increased this type of year. It's hard to see a national championship team turning the ball over 19 times a game and winning. But with that being said, if they could lower that, and I bet you they will. I, I have a feeling that they're going to lower that to like 12 turnovers against TCU. But if that number lowers and all of a sudden you're, you're adding more points, well, all of a sudden Arizona has 100 points and 12 turnovers, right? you got to assume um, that they're scoring more. But, you know, what's interesting with that being said is uh, Rice State only had eight points off turnovers. So it wasn't like it. I mean, it cost Arizona in the fact that Wright State had nine more shots, but it didn't really cost Arizona in the score all that much. Um, could eight points be the difference between winning and losing? Uh, of course. Of course it can. But, you know, you got to assume that the, the next team Arizona plays is going to turn the ball over more than six times as well. Wright State just kind of plays like that, um, a very tight type of offense that isn't going to turn the ball over a lot um, because just the, the way they play. So, overall... Um, you know, again, it's kind of win and move on. And we'll get to TCU um, tomorrow in the podcast for Sunday morning. We're going to go back to Viejas Arena on Saturday, talk to the coaches and all that. Um, I will say I, I watched the TCU Seaton Hall game. It was not a good basketball game. Um, at first, I had said that I thought Seaton Hall would be the more difficult matchup for Arizona um, after watching that. If you put Seton Hall against Wright State, uh, Wright State would have won tonight. Like, dead serious. Seton Hall was that bad. So, um, and it's not just me 
you know, with Arizona goggles on or whatever. I had multiple people say the same thing. Seton Hall was just that bad. And TCU played well. So, I mean, they've beaten good teams this year. They've also lost to them. So, uh, it is an interesting team for sure. But overall, look, like it's, again, it's win in advance this time of year. You win, you move on. Whether it's by 17, 7, 3, 1, doesn't matter. You're trying to win a national title, and you, all you have to do is outscore the opponent. So, We'll see what this weekend brings, but with that being said, hey, uh, I thought it was fine. Um, I, you know, I, I just think people should be happy. <laughs> like, uh, there were a lot of people that seemed unhappy, and on Twitter I called them miserable because Arizona's first tournament victory, think about this, first tournament victory in five years. It's been five years since Arizona won a tournament game, and it feels... Uh, it feels like forever, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like, you gotta, like, be happy. You know, it's okay. It's alright if you're, you're, uh, you're happy a little bit. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, if you're worried about TCU, look, I was worried about Wright State. <laughs> it's just, it's that, it's that time of year, man. Like, it's, it's, that's just where we're at. Uh, every game worries you if you're an Arizona fan, because it's the tournament. No one goes in the tournament and says, oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna kick their ass. Right, it's just that's just not how it works. Most fans are saying, uh, you know, they're scared out of their mind. So, with that being said, a wins a win. Arizona played fine. Got to clean up the turnovers, but other than that, um, you know, the, the biggest thing to me, and I'm curious to see how it shows on Sunday, is those first game jitters are a real thing. If you look around the country at some of the higher seeded teams uh, with not as much experience, they got those out, and uh, we'll see what happens. So, with that being said, I'll have another podcast tomorrow night. I'm going to go take care of this raging migraine that I have. Um, shout out to my wife, Shelby. Missed you on this podcast. It's very monotone probably, but uh, go out to Marana. Shout her out. So uh, appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for joining me. Jason Shear, Wildcat Authority, signing off. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.